0: Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study your word. We give you praise because you alone are God. We thank you because you have kept us alive. To see this beautiful day that you have made. Many people are better than us in every way, but they are no longer alive. But you've given us the opportunity to be alive today. We say, Thank you, Jesus. Be thou glorified, O God. We worship your majesty, Holy Spirit, for your guidance, your guidance, your, guidance, your direction, everything that you've done for us, Lord. We say we are glorified in Jesus for protection, for healing us whenever we are sick, for, for being with us, providing food for us, clothing, shelter, answering our prayers, moving us forward in a deeper knowledge of you. We appreciate you, o God, for all these beautiful things you have done for us. We say we are glorified in Jesus' name. Even as we continue continuing our study of the end time, we ask that you strengthen us, God. And do not be far from us. Show us every single thing that you would like us to know about your word. Show us everything you like us to know about um, the end time, oh God. Open our eyes to deeper secrets, oh God, of you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So I want to welcome you to the second episode of the End Time series. And I pray that as you listen, that God himself will reveal to you the sequence of how everything will come to pass. And then you'll be enlightened. Um, Even without me explaining what God has shown me, as you read the Bible verses, you'll be enlightened to know more about what heals us, what is ahead of us. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. But before we continue, let us keep our hymn. And the hymn is All the Wonderful Cross. All the Wonderful Cross. And I will share my screen. With you. Oh. thank God for the grace to sing to him. And I'm, I'm being very composed here, but the truth is that there's joy in the house of the Lord. And normally when I sing this song, I may be screaming and shouting, but that is how it should be. I mean, singing the wonderful cross just gives us hope, hope that no matter what we are in this world, we are rich, we are poor, some are sick, some are healthy. The, the cross has given us hope of spending eternity with Jesus. The cross has given us hope of being with our God after this life is over. And in this Bible study, we want to know what would happen before that time. So I pray that we will open our eyes to see how things unfold. Um, today we are going to continue in the continue the sequence, and the I think last week I asked us to write down the sequence of how we're going to be studying the book of the books that talk about the end time, and there are the specific chapters and verses. And portions of the Bible that talk about the end times. So I will just recap for you that, it, in case this was your first time, this is your first time, or uh, in case you are starting from this episode for this series, I would recap the verses. So the first verse is Matthew twenty-four plus one to fifteen, and then the second verse is Daniel 7, verse one to the end. The third verse is Daniel 8, verse one to the end. The the fourth verse is Revelation chapter 13, verse one to the end. i was supposed to add some things, but let's keep going. Maybe by next week, by the grace of God, I will update this list because I did some reading after last meeting and, there are actually some additions to this list, but well, we could start with this um, list for now. So let me keep going. The fourth verse is Revelations 13, 1 to the end. The fifth verse is Second Thessalonians two verse one to thirteen. The sixth verse is Matthew twenty four verse sixteen to forty two, and we will read these scriptures. And we would explain it, and the Holy Spirit will help us in Jesus' name. So, um, I will add more verses later. So, last week, what we talked about was our, our Matthew 24 1 to 15. We highlighted different things that happened that Jesus said would happen before his return. And we highlighted so many interesting things. And let's see if I can find is so awesome like this is just awesome the um the the fact that the fact that Matthew 24 resonates with revelations you can beat it you can't beat that precision of the the precision it's just so good so what I want to do is to bring up bring up some verses here um The Lord will direct us as we go. So, this is interesting. All right, so um, I'm going to open to Matthew 24, verse 1 to 15, and I'm going to just highlight the the things, we, the events we noted last week in order. Um I want to read it from the word of God so that it will be in order. So the first thing that will happen, um, according to Matthew 24, and um, here it says, when Jesus said, um, don't let anybody fool you. But this, the beginning of um, things that would happen before the end comes are... One nation shall rise against nation. I'm reading from Matthew 24, verse seven. It says that the nations and the kingdom of the earth will rise against each other and there shall be famine. So first is war and famine. So we saw that Russia has risen against Ukraine and that is an example of nation rising against nation. So we have seen this sign and we have also seen something similar many years ago many, many years ago. So these signs are already happening that nations rising against nation. So that check, they check that, tick tick that box. Then there will be famines and earthquakes in many places. So we have seen earthquakes in many places in recent times and we're still seeing earthquakes. And another one is farming. So farming, there will be farming. And yes, America, there's a lot of food where I am where I live. There's a lot of food in America, but we are hearing faint news about famine and scarcity of baby food. But we are just we are just keeping track of what's happening to see if we are at the end or not. So think that there's some form of farming, but let's see if it will be this pronounced, like what the Bible is saying here. It says there will be famines and earthquakes in many places. So not only in the the third world countries would there be famine but in many places and that is one thing you should note as part of the signs of Christ's coming and so the next thing you will also see is that uh, it eight says but that but all this will only be the beginning of the horrors to come so nations rising against nations and earthquakes and famines just the beginning of bad things that will come guess what we are still on earth like the christians are still on earth so how is going to, how is it going to happen how are we gonna i know god will always be sufficient providing for us during these times of famine, of earthquakes he'll be protecting his children but let's see what are more things that would happen and when we leave this earth right when the end comes so here he says verse nine then you will be tortured and killed, and hated all over the world, because you are mine, and, okay, so you'll be tortured and killed, and we said last week, too, in the meeting, that um, many people right now are being persecuted for sake. In China, I don't think they can go to church physically, they have underground churches, so many of them are being hated and killed for Christ. Um, in 10 says that and many of you shall fall back into sin and betray and hate each other. This is very sad because many people fall back to sin, we don't know about them silently quietly. But when people that are popular fall back to sin, they drag People that look up to them or with them. So people like pastors or people that are famous music ministers, when they fall into sin, they discourage other people. And so um, then some people shall betray and hate each other. Many of you shall betray and hate each other. I'm praying about something. I pray that in this end time, God will give his true children His true children, love for each other. I pray that God will give his true children love for each other. Like if I see a pastor preaching and telling me, preaching to people, I should love the person and not try to check his doctrine and say, hmm, what's he preaching? Ha, what's he preaching? I can preach better than him or I can preach better than her. Lord, oh, help us not to hate each other. Help us love each other and be Each other. The Bible says that Jesus, this, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked him that uh, and told him that someone was preaching in Jesus' name, and she, they asked him, "Should we stop? Should we stop him?" And Jesus said, "No, don't stop him. If he is not against us, he is for us." Yes, if we feel the urge to correct the mistake in their doctrine, we should do it in a secret way where we correct them because if they are not against us, they are actually for us. Those people that are preaching about Jesus Christ, their doctrine might not be complete. So far, they are preaching about the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They are preaching about the fact that Jesus is the only way to heaven. They are preaching about the everything in the bible then if their doctrine doctrines are practices of each church's denomination these are not necessarily in the bible they are gray areas that the bible did not really mention or tell us what to do those parts you have to depend on the holy spirit living in you to interpret those parts to you so So Father, the person is saying everything that God has said in the Bible. Let us not condemn them. them. Let us love each other. God will help me to love everybody that is also preaching the word of God. Because if they are not against us, they are for us. God will help the church to be one and united in Jesus' name. Amen. So let us not hate each other in this end time because that is what the devil wants. I pray that God will help us to love each other no matter the denomination find ourselves. Just want you to, to clarify for the record, sin is sin. Sin is disobedience to God. And so far the, the sin, the definition of sin is the same. And the way to Christ is the same. Let us not fight against if I should wear jewelries or if I should cover my hair or if I should do some like minor minor um preaching methods, you know. Let's not, let's put that aside and, and pray together so that Jesus' is army who will be strengthened, you know. So, I, I want to now dive into what, something that I would talk, of, that I wish to talk about, which is now that I'm in the realm of the church, and this is the fact that, oh, Okay, I'm going to talk about it. I have to read it because it's from the Bible, and Bible verse. Oh, yeah. So the title of it, of the the, the next five minutes is called conditions of peace it's called conditions of peace and this revelation i heard it from um, a pastor my mentor and and I, I i i understood it and i want to share it with you and his name is Brother Bilia Koni, he's a Nigerian man, Nigerian brother, he preaches the truth and I'm happy that I have someone to look up to apart from my daddy. My daddy is a, is a pastor as well, he's, uh, he has a church and I've been attending his church since when I was a baby, since when I was born. Anyway, so, um. Conditions of peace is what Brother Bileakani talked about. And it's taken from the book of Luke 14, verse 31 to 32. So I'm gonna read. And if you have it to your Bible, please open to Luke 14, 31 to 32. And it says that, or what king would ever dream of going to war without first sitting down with his counselors and discussing whether his army of 10,000 is strong enough to defeat the 20,000 men who are marching against him. If the decision is negative, then while the enemy's troops are still far away, he will send a truce team to discuss the terms of peace. I'm going to read it again in King James Version. Look 14, 31 to 32. It says that, or what king going to make war against another king Sit that not down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 10, to meet him that commit against him with 20,000 or else while the other is yet a great way off he send that an ambassage, which we know that it's a true thing. To call the truth and desire at conditions of peace, conditions of peace. So here, Barbara Billet um, relates this passage to God, who is a king, and wants to make going to make war against another king, and that other king is the devil, the prince of this world. What king would not first sit down and consult with his people to see whether he, with 10,000, is able to meet the person that is coming against him with 20,000? So, this just gives us, by the revelation of God, that the children of God are just 10,000, whatever that means but it's smaller than the children of the devil. The children of the devil are twice as much as the children of God in this world. And the, you know the funniest part of it? God can actually use 300 men to defeat thousands of men. However, God has seen that these 10,000 is not able. They're not willing able to go into war and if they do, they will not be able to defeat this twenty thousand people. And so that one says, or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he send an, an ambassage and desired conditions of peace. Okay, what are your terms? What are your terms? And by, by the revelation of God, the terms of this condition of peace while, the devil, while God has not fought war and chased the devil out of the earth, yet is because He's waiting for the hope. He's, he's waiting for the church, the army of God, to be ready, to be ready to win this battle against the enemy. And conditions of peace here is all the bad things you see in life. God will not come down to fight. He will use us. The devil will not come down and show us who we is and fight. He would use human beings. So human beings are the vessel that the two kings want to use in our day. Human beings, you and I are the vessel that God wants to use. Devil is also trying to use. Devil has gotten 20,000. God has 10,000. Yet this 10,000 cannot even do the work. And then God had to ask for conditions of peace. And that's what you see. Conditions of peace is the mass shooting in schools. Condition of peace is abortion, killing of of human beings. Condition of peace is corruption in African countries. Corruption is even in America, corruption everywhere. Condition of peace is Syria killing, bad things, crimes, all those things that God said, okay, condition of peace let's one day my will be done and as christians we always pray Lord, let your will be done because all things are happening. they are not god's will they are just conditions of peace okay okay the devil is doing all these things and he's being allowed to freely do these things because his army would eat the christians up we as jesus children we are not using the power in the name of jesus most of us don't even know that we have power in the name of Jesus and because of a lot of distractions no more need maybe you are sick you don't have a job you're not doing well at school we all these things just make us blind and just put, put us um, make us become civilians okay let me read about civilians. Um, in the, in the Bible. Uh, verse. So we live like civilians in in this world. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse one, let's read from verse one. 2 Timothy, we are soldiers, but all the worries of this life make us look, feel and look like civilians. It says, 2 Timothy 2, verse one to four says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'm I'm telling you and I'm telling myself. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the thing that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. The same thing you've heard, commit down to faithful men. Okay, so the same thing that I've heard from Robile, the same thing I've heard from the word of God, I is being committed to me and I'm committing it to you and you have to commit it to your children. You have to commit it to your friends. Commit this word to everybody around you, every Christian around you that is born again. Verse three, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There's so many things that it's preventing us from being a soldier. Many things. We 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 want more money. We want more security. We want bigger homes. We want better opportunities. And then even when God has given us a job that will sustain us, we want to get our friends' job because that's better. We want to get this promotion. We start doing this certification. We start doing this, we start trusting ourselves. And I'm not talking about um not developing yourself. I'm trying to tell you that if it's still to prevent you from being a soldier that God has called you to be, you have to take it step by step. You have to withdraw from it and be with food and raiment, let us be content. With what we have, if so far we can and we can work clothes, let us be content and then try our best to sharpen our skills and train ourselves to become. Soldiers, because Jesus is waiting for His army to be ready to fight against the twenty thousand that the always is do. Guess what? The twenty thousand is not a static number. The devil is recruiting more and more and more people. So when will the army of God match this twenty thousand plus number that devil has? Verse four says that. Second Timothy two four says that no man that wore it entangled himself with the affairs of this life. No man that worry himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. When you are born again, you have been recruited into the army of Jesus Christ. And so when God has chosen you and I, we should not entangle ourselves in the affairs of this life again what extent should you be involved in the affairs of this life i've quoted that verse with food and raiment. let us be content we have food if you have clothes, god blesses you and adds shelter to it let us be content let me be content so god will help us Apart from that, don't entangle yourself with other affairs of this life. God, help me not to entangle myself with other affairs of this life so that I can please you. You that, I have, you that have called me. You called me to be a soldier. Help me, Jesus. So, my brothers and sisters, my brethren are listening. This is a detour. And the meaning of this detail is that there's supposed to be a war going on, but right now God sends truth makers, the truth team to talk or negotiate conditions of peace. And that is the evil we are seeing around us. So whenever we wake up, whenever we find the time to stand up, then God will begin this war. So um, let us go back to the end time. And why we delved or went into conditions of peace is um, as a result of Matthew 24, that says that, um, it says that um, many shall fall back into sin and betray and hate each other. So let's not hate each other. We are armies of God. We are in the same army. Let's not fight against each other. We are not the ones to fight. We're not supposed to fight against each other. One denomination is not supposed to fight against another denomination. No. Let us understand each other and love each other. And it takes being born again truly, because many people think they are Christians, but they are not born again. So if you're not born again, it's so hard to love somebody from another denomination, you think they are competing with you. They are trying to take your title kind of offering. We call the person, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, the Bible says that uh, many first prophets will appear, and we are seeing many first prophets now. First prophets that teach the word of God, They teach the truth, when you hear them, it's so sweet. Is why, why do you call this man a first prophet? Can't you see that he is Teaching everything, he's teaching from the Bible. He talks about, he mostly talk about the Old Testament. He talks about how, how, how David, yeah, David, the, the man of God. How uh, he sinned, he sing a lot, and then God still said he's a man after God's heart. Amen. Okay, so they have a lot of examples. Anyway, first prophets are people that they tell the truth about God's word, but 20% of whatever they're saying is not true. And their God is their belly. 20% of whatever they're saying is to cajole you to pay more tithe and offering. They distort the truth about God's word, still living in your bondage of sin. Okay, but there are different definitions of being first prophet. But, um, they deceive many because they tell some truth. Just know that. So the Bible also said sin will be rampant and everywhere and will cool the love of many. So many will not love each other anymore. They will just be for their own gain. They love themselves. And for those that endure to the end shall be saved. So those that endure to the end shall be saved. And then the good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear and finally the end will come. And how is the end going to come? Let us see. Let's see how the end will come. And that is verse 15, Matthew 24, 15. Now, when you and I, and children of God, when we see the horrible thing that Daniel told us about, standing in the holy place, then you, not to the reader, you know what it means. We know what it means. So now that's where we stop last week. What is this horrible thing standing in the holy place that Daniel talked about? And that is why the second verse will be reading Daniel. We'll be reading Daniel. We want to know. God said, when you see the horrible thing standing in the holy place, that's how the end will begin. So let's go check it out. Let's go check it out quickly. We're going to be reading Daniel 7, verse 1 to the end, and then we'll briefly explain and we'll close till next two weeks again. I pray God will help us. But in between the weeks, please study Daniel 7 and 8. Study Revelation so that you will be you will not have to wait for this. And even God might have given you a revelation about the sequence of the end time, even before we arrive there um, in the course of this Bible study. In Jesus' name, amen. So um I'm gonna be reading Daniel 7. I want to know what this horrible thing, um, KJV says is the abomination that causes dissolution, standing in the holy place. I want to know what this horrible thing is. So I'm gonna to go to Daniel 7 right now. And please open your Bibles with me to Daniel 7. You want to detect and decipher this horrible thing, this abomination that passes the solution um spoken by Daniel the prophet so um pray all those insights and understanding about this in Jesus' name and that, um, uh, it says here that um says that what night during the first year of Belshazzar's reign over Babylon's empire over the Babylonian Empire This is Daniel. Jesus said, go and read Daniel. I wish that Jesus could say, go and read what you said. You know? (laughs) It, It just means that, oh my God. It's the same God. You see, God, Jesus has been existing like in the meeting. Jesus has been existing like before the world began. And that leads me to something that I was supposed to say before this meeting. It is that, you know how startups um when they start up, they would have a plan. A they call it exit strategy. Exit strategy is um when you start, you, you start raising money for your startup, you develop the MVP, and then the next thing is that you launch to the app store, or play store, or maybe you start your business, you roll out the version one, and if it's an app, you roll out version one to the Play Store. If it's a product, you start selling to your, your, your prototype to people to get a survey about how your product is doing. And then you do you, you try to sell to more people, and then you record your numbers, and then you do you get your your angel investors to invest in your startup. And then they will always ask you what's your exit strategy. That is, do you want to be bought or do you want to Sell part of your shares. How do you want to do that? If you want to be put, bought, like now, um, if you if you want to be bought, if you want a billionaire to buy your company, is that how you want to end this battle? That is, or do you want to go public? You know, that's called exit strategy. When Jesus created the world, the earth, the exit strategy for how this world will end is what we are studying right now. What is the exit strategy? How is humanity going to end? And that's what we're studying right now. So um, Jesus is greater of this world, Greater this world. In the beginning, God's greater the heavens and earth. And guess what? Something happened in between that we don't know about. The war in heaven, where the devil wants to dirty his hands with evil and get proud and try to still go strong that happened and god now created then the earth was now without form and void and god now created the world there was an exit strategy right from that time and that's what we're studying right now so um so jesus knew that he, he would not leave those that choose to come to him just hopeless like What's what? What are we looking forward to? And so he gave us a hint of the exit strategy, and he gave people that were walking clean, like Daniel, he gave them this hint of what's gonna happen at the end of the age. So, so Jesus gave them the hint. So Jesus gave Daniel this hint, and one night in a dream. So Jesus talks in dreams. Some sometimes he speaks to us in dreams. I think we have studied before. So Daniel had a dream, and he wrote it down. I'm reading Daniel seven verse one, and this is a description of what he saw. In my dream, I saw a great storm on a mighty ocean, with strong winds blowing from every direction. Then four huge animals came up out of the water, each different from the other. Forces. The first was like a lion, but it had eagle's wings. And as I watched, its wings were pulled off so that it could no longer fly, and it was left standing on the ground on two feet like a man, and the man's mind was given to it. The second animal looked like a bear with its paw raised ready to strike, it held three leaves between its teeth. And I heard a voice saying to it, get up, there many people. Daniel 7, 6. The third of these strange animals looked like a leopard, but on its back it had wings like those of a bird, and it had four heads, and great power was given to it over all mankind. Then as I watched in my dream, a fourth animal rose up out of the ocean, too dreadful to describe. A fourth animal, listen please, too dreadful to describe, and incredibly strong. It devoured some of its victims by tearing them apart with its huge iron teeth, and others it crushed beneath its feet. It was far more brutal and vicious than any of the other animals, and it had 10 horns. As I was looking at the horns, suddenly another small horn appeared among them, and three of the first ones were yanked out, roots and all, to give it room. This little horn had a man's eyes and bragging mouth. Nine, I watched as thrones were put in place and the ancients of days. The almighty God sat to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like whitest wool, He sat upon a fiery throne, brought in on flaming wheels, and a river of fire flowed from before him. Millions of angels ministered to him, and hundreds of millions of people stood before him, waiting to be judged. Then the court began a session, and the books were opened. Amen oh my god god please ask you as we just dwell in your word, just continue to open our eyes lord just open our eyes lord help us to see your word help us to understand your word of god in the name of jesus christ so i just want us to just be cool it's complex but god will open our eyes to understand there are four beasts now now we will just keep going keep reading to four beasts three the strong look fierce devote many people destroy these victims but this fourth one was too ugly too not ugly too dreadful scary to describe and incredibly strong it was too dreadful that's scary that's the fourth one but it went further it had 10 horns, and then three horns were broken enough for little one to come up. And when the three horns were broken up, little one to come up. That little one had eyes like humans and had a bragging mouth. Was still saying some things, saying some things, bragging, 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 bragging. Who? Bragging against the Almighty God. And so he had a bragging mouth, but something happened in verse 9. So Daniel was looking somewhere. Seeing these beasts, seeing this beast, seeing this beast, and the brother. Suddenly he saw something else. Verse 9, he saw that thrones were set up and put in place. And the Almighty God sat to judge. His clothing was as white as snow. So it says that verse 10. that The Almighty God he sat down to judge. What? Wow. Judge who? Judge who? He says that he sat upon a fairy throne brought in on flaming wheels. Wow, flaming wheels. Let's visualize this. Flaming wheels. The millions of angels ministered to him and hundreds of millions of people stood before him waiting to be judged. Hundreds of millions. That's billions, right? Billions of people waiting to be judged. Wow. Then the court began its session, and the books were opened. Judgment books. Let's keep going. Eleven. It seems that as I watched the brutal fourth animal, wow. So something is happening in in Daniel's dream. Something was happening with the Almighty God, and something was happening. Looks like in another area with the. Fourth beasts. what's happening with the fourth beast? As I watched, the brutal fourth animal was killed and its body handed over to be burned because of its arrogance against almighty God and the boasting of its little heart. And as for the three animals, their kingdoms were taken from them but they were allowed to leave a short time longer. Verse 13 says that, next I saw the arrival of a man, or so he seemed to be, brought there on clouds. A man brought there on clouds from heaven. He approached the ancients of days and was presented to him. A man brought on clouds from heaven and presented to the ancient of days. This man was given the ruling power and glory over all the nations of the world so that all people of every language must obey him. His power is eternal. The meaning of eternal is forever. So there's, some, there's somebody that will come on the clouds and they will give him the ruling power. And this is gonna be the ruler forever and ever. It will never end. His power is eternal. It will never end. His government shall never fall. So other governments, the government of the first beast, the second beast, the third beast, the fourth beast fell, but this guy's government will never fall. Now 15, Daniel was confused. He said, I was confused and disturbed by all I had seen. Daniel wrote in his report. So I approached one of those standing beside the throne and asked him the meaning of all these things and he explained them to me. 17. These four huge animals now, by the grace of God, the explanation of Daniel's dream is still in Daniel 7. So let us by the grace of God, understand the interpretation of the strength. It says that when he was confused, he approached one standing beside the throne and asked him the meaning of all these things. And he explained them to Daniel, 17. These four huge animals, he said, represent four kings who will someday rule the earth. But in the end, the people of the most high God shall rule the government of the world forever and ever. Wow. So the people of the Most High God shall rule forever and ever. How, the people of the Most High God shall rule forever and ever. So does that mean that the people of the Most High God came with this man that was approaching the ancient of days, because that was when the power of all the nations of the world was given to him and his power and government shall never fail. So, and when Daniel asked the man standing close to the throne to explain, he said, the four kings shall come, but the people of the most high God will rule the governments of the world forever and ever." And that was the meaning that this man said about all those long dreams that Daniel dreamt of. Those very long dream about four things, the hand, the, the three arms broke, the fourth beast, three of his 10 arms broke. And then the little one came, the eyes of the horn, the mouth was speaking. And when Daniel asked this man, Explained to me this dream and he just told him one sentence. Now, I'm trying to think that maybe God said this explanation is the summary of this dream. Like, the explanation is the four huge animals. We don't even have to worry about the details. But this is what's going to happen. Daniel 7:17. 7, four huge animals will come. There are kings that will rule. That's all you need to know. And also the next thing you need to know is that at the end, the people of the most high God shall rule the government of the world forever and ever. The people of the most high God, you and I by the grace of God. So that is all this man said to Daniel as the interpretation of everything. If we stop here, that is not bad, right? But some inquisitive minds like Daniel too, What's in city? We want to know more about all those things that he saw, right? So if we stop here, that's cool. I know that by God's grace, I will be part of the children of the Most High God, the people of the Most High God that will rule the world forever and ever. I'll be part of Jesus' kingdom, right? But what's, what's next? Daniel 7 19, Daniel proceeded to ask him. Then I asked about the fourth animal, that one so brutal and shocking, with his iron teeth and brass claws that tore men apart and that stamped, stamped others to death with his feet. Twenty, I asked too about the 10 hunts, you must tell me, Daniel said, Daniel must have said, you must tell me this. Twenty said, I asked too about the 10 hunts and the little hunt that came up afterwards and destroyed the three of the others, the horns with the eye, sorry, that destroyed the the, the others. That's the one with the eyes and the loud bragging mouth. The one which was stronger than the others. Who is this horn? This little horn. 21. For I had seen this horn warring. Oh, so Daniel did not even tell us the way. So Daniel told us that this little horn Was bragging with his mouth and he was bragging against the Almighty God. So Daniel now told us more about his dream because he said here that 21 For I had seen this horn warring against God's people and winning. Huh? It means that this little horn will war against the saints, the children of God the born-again children of God. There's more, man. Not just, not as easy as four kings, the fourth one will speak against God, and then at the end, the children of God will be, will claim the kingdom, You will rule. There's actually more before that. Oh, my God. So what is more? 21. Now, Daniel is saying what he has not said before. He said, for so I had seen this 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 horn warring against God's people and winning until the ancients of days came. Hmm. So he was he was warring against those people until the ancient of days came and opened his courts and vindicated his people, giving them Worldwide powers of government. 23. Then the man said, all right, all right. Let me tell you about the fourth animal. Since you said, you want to know, right? 23. Daniel seven twenty-three. This fourth animal, he told me, is the fourth world power that will rule the earth. It will be more brutal than any of the others. It will devour the whole world destroying everything before it his 10 hunts not going to tell you about the hunts since you want to know Daniel his 10 hunts are 10 kings that will rise out of his empire now Jesus did not want to repeat all these things so he said no when you see famine when you see false prophets when you see nations rising against nations now, the end has not come because there are more horrible things, guys. Now, what I would refer you to is go and check out what Daniel said. And now we are checking out what Daniel said about this end time because that is the next thing that will happen. We have seen we have seen first perfect. We have seen famine. We have seen equities. We have seen all those things. Now, the next level where we are going to right now is the level of these kings. This king... That will disturb us, right? That will disturb Christians. So, if you've not seen this beast grow, the end has not come for you. The end of the world has not come. The end time has not come. the 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 the, the rescue of the saints have not come. We will see this little horn. So let's keep going. We have to watch out for this little horn. We have to watch out for this little horn. So be on the be on the lookout. If you don't, if you don't watch news, the news, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. I don't care where you get your news from. You got to put on your TV and watch news, and let us w- together watch out for when this little horn's government will begin. So, um, it says here that. Oh God, yes, we, we are out of time, though. Let us spend some minutes and conclude Daniel 7 and pray afterwards. Okay, so he says that um, he says the fourth animal, 23. He told me, it's the fourth world power that will rule the earth. It will be more brutal than any of the others. It will devour the whole world. Destroying everything before it. His ten horns are ten kings that will rise out of his empire. Then another king will arise. Oh, so there's a the beast, ten horns, ten kings. So the beast is a concept that holds these ten kings together, right? And then the, 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 the ten kings would arise out of. His empire. So ten kings rise would rise out of the empire of this beast. Then another king will arise more brutal than the other ten, and will destroy three of them. So when you see ten kings and you see one king very brutal coming to destroy three of those ten kings, I hope you we'll hear that in the news though. When you see that, that man, that king coming, just know that the end is almost here. So, um, he's going to destroy three of them. 25, Daniel 7, 25. He will defy the most high God and wear down the saints with persecution. Woo! There's a lot of things ahead of us, saints and try to change all laws, morals, and customs. God's people will be helpless in his hands for three and a half years. Okay, now this is detailed. Thank thank God that Daniel asked all these questions. So now we are hearing things that this horn, this little horn would torment us with persecutions for three and a half years. 26, but the ancients of these will come and open his court of justice and take all power from this vicious king to consume and destroy it until the end. Wow, destroy it until the end. So what does that mean? What help us do? So, tormenting so us for three and a half years, helpless, executed, three and a half years, God help us. But, ancient of these will come, and destroy, praise the Lord. 27, then, every nation under heaven, and all their power, shall be given to the people of God. That's the good part, Right? Three and a half years, we are going to be persecuted. But what's going to happen is that the power will be given to the people of God. They shall rule all things forever. And all rulers shall serve and obey them. That was the end of the dream. And when I awoke, I was greatly disturbed. And my face was pale with fright, but I told no one what I had seen. Amen. So I believe that after this Bible study, you would have gotten a better picture of how things would end. This is by no means the final vision that Daniel saw. We will still see that abomination that causes desolation, that Jesus told us to go and check out. But while before Daniel saw the dream about the abomination, we first saw this dream and we saw that it's actually giving us more context of the big picture. So let's see what else, what's gonna happen in chapter eight. And that would be by God's grace next two weeks. Lord help us. So one thing that makes me troubled and frightened like Daniel is that three and a half years of persecution and helplessness. And, and we will know more about that from Daniel 8, from Daniel 11, 12, from Revelations. We will know more about those times where when we will be helpless in the hands of this beast. But we will endure to the end and we will be saved. So, I want us to pray for strength right now. If poverty or lack is making Christians compromise, is making you and I like cut corners, is, is if poverty and lack is making us abandon our quiet time and our, our devotion to God and our relationship with God, if that small thing is making us abandon our love for God. I want to know what persecution will do. Will we even want to identify with Jesus when we are being killed and helpless and, and troubled and persecuted because we hear the name of Christians? So I want us to pray right now that God Please help me love you more. Help me drop my civilian title and begin training to be a soldier in your army. Strengthen me because the war is coming. The war is coming. And guess what? This also makes me understand that it says that um He made war, right? They call it war. It would tear down the sense in persecution and try to change laws and morals. I think another fashion, Daniel chapter 7, I think, sees that. Daniel 7 sees that, verse. Um, 26 says he wear out the holy people most time maybe we'll read about making war with the saints sometime, but in another version he says that he made war with the saints. Now this makes me understand that this end time would it be for will be a time, would it be a time when God's army is strong enough to meet up with the armies of the devil? And that is when all these things will happen. Would it be when we are strong enough because he's saying that um, it, it's persecuted the church. So this is a fight, persecution is a war. I just want to look for where it says that um, he made war with the saints. So we can use that word war. Okay. I don't want to jump. Or, oh, yeah. KJV said he made war with the saints. KJV said in Daniel 721. Yes, it said it here. He says, Daniel 721. For I had seen this horn warring against God's people and winning. So this war this means that eventually God's army will be strong enough, and these conditions of peace will be eradicated, so we will be strong enough to fight um against the devil. And at first, it will look like we are not winning because it says in Daniel seventeen one, I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. So this we at least we went to war. At least God has seen that we are equipped the army, his army is equipped to go to war with, with all, with, against the enemy and although it prevailed against them, like he persecuted us and, and we were helpless for a while for three and a half years but Jesus, the issues of days came and it was destroyed the, the beast was destroyed so at least God knew that okay we were ready to go to war As opposed to now that we are not here ready to go war and we have all these conditions of peace, like chaos and violence. So let's pray, God, I want to be part of your army. If you don't want to be part of God's army, you don't have to pray this prayer. But the saints, the people that fight this war, will be the ones that would lead. We, the saints of God, will be the ones that will take the kingdom after this world is over and we will be the one admitted into God's presence. So pray, God, I want to be a part of your kingdom. God, I want to be a part of your kingdom. Strengthen me. Let's let come on, lack, not let, prevent me, oh God, from not make me renounce you, God. Just because I want to go the other way or do all the things other people are doing to be rich, you, oh God. Remove everything, the affairs of this world that makes me look like a civilian right now. Remove it from me, God. Every weight that easily besets me, every sin that I easily fall into, Lord. Remove it from me, your oh God. And strengthen me, help me to be a real soldier in your army. Strengthen me, your oh God. And Lord... Apart from me, oh God, there are many people all over the world, oh God. Many of your children that are just being Christians, struggling Christians, oh God, strengthen them, oh God, so that your army will be strengthened, oh God. Lord, let your army, prepare your army, oh God, in the name of Jesus for this time of war. Prepare your army, oh God, strengthen us, oh Lord. Let food and all the things we eat our bank accounts, will reach our richer fat it is. Not prevent us oh god from l- let's not be our concern oh god let's let those things not let's not value money let's not value all these worldly things oh god but let us value you in the name of jesus christ help us to value you and put you first and value victory victory against the enemy oh God. prepare us as soldiers so oh god that to please you that have called us to be a soldier in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, because you have done it for oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Let me pray for you right now, Father. I thank you for your word that we have heard. We ask that this word would mix with faith and be a seed planted in our hearts that will bear forth much fruit to oh God. Let this tree grow, O oh God, and be a blessing to other people around us. O oh God, help us to understand your word, O oh God. And put it in practice. That every day of our lives, to oh God, we'll be doing things that will make us better soldiers in Your army. We'll be doing things that will make us better members of Your of Your crew of Your team. In the name of Jesus Christ, that will be closer and closer. We, as the Church of Christ on Earth, O oh God, no matter denomination, will be drawing closer cause of resembling that army of Jesus Christ that can actually war against the enemy's armies of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, build your church, O oh God, and do not let the gates of hell prevail against it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I would pray, O oh God Almighty, that you would strengthen also, God, and that your will will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, God, because you are more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask for ink according to the power that we're getting us. Receive the glory of this as we are going into the week, the long weekend, Lord. Bless our week and oh, help us to rest and relax, oh God, supply all our needs according to your riches and glory, oh God. Help us to enjoy the, the whatever you bring. To come our way, help us to receive it with joy because we know that your thought for us was of good and not of evil to give us an expected end and that you know the best for us oh god so let us accept everything we bring our with positively oh god without complaining or murmuring oh god help us accept it with joy oh god and lord grant all our hearts' desires according to your will we cover ourselves through the blood of jesus we decree that your protection will be around us oh god the word says that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, even as we are dwelling in your secret place and we are studying your word of oh God, help us to abide under your shadows, your oh God. Protect us, oh Lord, from the devils moving around, the children of demons, the children filled with demons, the, the children of Satan moving around, killing people, just taking people's life, Lord. Let us never be their victims in the name of Jesus Christ. Put your shield over us. Cover our families with the blood of Jesus. Our children as they go to school and come back, oh God, cover them with the blood of Jesus. Our our husbands, our friends, oh God, our families, oh God, as spouses, God, cover us with the blood of Jesus that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against us in judgment we shall condemn we, because this is our heritage because we are children of God. We thank you, God, because you have done this great thing. Thank you because... Bad news will not be heard in our house, O God. Evil shall not be heard in the house of the righteous in Jesus' name. We will not put forth our hands to commit iniquity in the name of Jesus Christ. Your Your protection will be upon us. Ten thousand shall fall on our side, but uh, and a uh, shall fall on our side, and ten thousand by our right side. But they will not come near us. Only with our eyes we will look at the reward of the wicked in the name of Jesus Christ. No evil shall be heard in our house, God. but God. your blessings will be heard in our house, O God. Your protection, your victory, your your salvation salvation, your grace, to oh God, your mercy, your provision, your miracles, oh God, will be heard in our house. You will continue to build us up, oh God, in, in the most holy faith, to oh God, to the glory of your name, receive the glory of these. in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen, amen. So thank you so much for tuning today, and I come away again next two weeks, continue to read God's word and pray. God bless you. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chat room platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Baby, is it money that we spend?